Well, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming. Well, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming out. Well, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming out. We're excited. Well, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming out. We're excited about our. Well, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming out. We're excited about our new season. Well, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming out. We're excited about our new series. I know. Well, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming out. We're excited about our new series. I know. I'm very. Well, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming out. We're excited about our new series. I know. I'm very. Well, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming out. We're excited about our new series. I know. I'm very excited about this series that we're going to be talking about over the next four weeks. And I encourage you guys to be a part of what we're going to do. Uh, there are going to be po po uh, portions of these messages uh, each week that are going to kind of build on one another. So I know the pastor always asks you to come to church. Uh, but it's really important that if you're going to get the gist of what we're going to do over the next four weeks, that you kind of be a part of it. If you can't be a part of it, you can always check us out online, follow uh, on Facebook Live, or, or connect with us another way. We'd love to have you. I'm a little bitter this morning because... Feel like that uh, whole daylight savings thing stole an hour away from me. So I'm just a little mad. I know I'll get it back in October, but I want it now. So uh, a little coffee can fix that. But it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming out and being part of what we're doing uh, here at Davidson Free Methodist Church. You are always the biggest part of what we do. And the reason we believe that is because uh, it's really true to Jesus' life and his teachings. Jesus is a big deal here, the biggest deal here. And he teaches the importance of people. And because because all people are important to him, all people are important to us. So it is very key that you guys are here and, and uh, continue to interact and be with us. Now I'll tell you a little bit about this next series. This series is, uh, is so key to who I am. You see, uh, over years I grew up in the church. Some would say that I was born in the church. Everyone else born in the church. And that sounds a little disgusting, but it's true. You know, I, was, I think I went to church when I was born. I, I went to church all the time growing up. Who here has ever went to, to Sunday school in the church and never missed a week, right? right? Who here grew up and, and went to uh, the, the service afterwards and you had to sit and be quiet with your family, right? No talking in church. Everyone there with me. All right. So you guys are going to come with it. Who here went to uh, Sunday night church, Wednesday night church, okay. Thursday night church, okay. uh, how, about, how about youth group, how about kids group, how about life group, small group, people group, okay, you still with me on this, okay, who here ever went to uh, kind of uh, the um, youth meeting, okay, you know what I'm talking about, uh, camp meeting, okay, tent meeting, experiencing church and aligned with my approach, not necessarily to church, but I found frustrated with my approach, not necessarily to church, but I found frustrated with my approach, not necessarily to church, but I found frustrated to the people with my approach, not necessarily to church, but I found frustrated to the people of church in this person in connection to Jesus Christ. <coughs> You see, Jesus is a big deal for my life. It has always been in my life. And I remember when I was just five years old, one of my very, very first memories was me yielding my life to Jesus. And here's how the story went. I actually walked in on my mom in the bathroom, of all places. She yelled at me. I closed the door, ran into my room. I was five years old. I jumped up my bed and I said, Dear Lord Jesus, please forgive this sinner. <laughs> Jesus was always 
always a big deal for me in my life. And, and yet, through my experiences with other people that I was trying to learn from about who Jesus was and how to live my life as a Christian, as a Christ follower, I found through my life that, that I was incredibly frustrated. Maybe you've had an experience like this if you've grown up in church. Because the church, uh, as you kind of join a group of people, any group of people that you join, um, you struggle with the definition of how you need to live in that definition of life, right? So you begin to, this is how I should act, and this is how I should, should dress, and this is how I should speak, and this is how I should do, and what's important to me is then begin defined on how well you fit into this group. And there was no difference in the church. In fact, I learned very easy in church that it was wrong to do so many things. And my life was then defined. The closeness to Jesus was based upon what I did or what I did not do. And if I wanted to approach Jesus or get closer to Jesus or improve my relationship with Jesus, it was based upon things that I had defined in my life, like, like prayer and quiet time and Bible time and devotions and daily bread and all these other words that some of you are like, what is he talking about? Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I've defined my life based upon approaching all these things, but I found that I always came up short. I always came up not being able to, to feel it. I remember one of the earliest teachings was about John Wesley, who's the kind of the, the, the founder of Methodism. We are a, a Methodist church, a free Methodist church. We trace our uh, theological background in this church to this person of John Wesley. And one of the early persons that I heard about John Wesley is he woke up at 5 o'clock every morning to pray. And if you want to be a good Christian, guess what you have to do? You know, I never get up at 5. I'm lucky to get up at 8. I was going to get up at 5, so I tried this in college, and I tried to approach Jesus in this way, and I would get up at 5, and I would fall asleep by 5.15. <laughs> and then I'd feel guilty about falling asleep, that I'd spend the next 45 minutes asking God's forgiveness for falling out, evangelizing in crown. So I got to win people to Jesus, and so I just started kind of winning people anyway, and, and I want a jewel crown, so I got to win people to Jesus, and so I just started kind of winning people anyway, and I want a jewel crown, so I got to win people to Jesus, and so I just started kind of winning people anyway, and not even win a jewel crown, so I got to win people to Jesus, and so I just started kind of winning people anyway, and not even winning them to Jesus, so I got to win people to Jesus, and so I just started kind of winning people anyway, and not even winning them to Jesus, so I got to win people to Jesus, and so I just started kind of winning people anyway, and not even winning them to Jesus, just trying to win them, told me that would get me a crown and a jewel, and I'm thinking, well, where am I going with all this? You ever been there? You ever been frustrated this way? You ever been uh, trying to approach Jesus, trying to understand life with Jesus and realize that it only, only gives you a sense of, of frustration? Well, I went to college and I said, I'm, I'm going to throw the whole system out. I'm not, I'm not going to buy into this anymore. I'm going to find Jesus for me. I'm going to find what it is because I really did have an experience with Jesus, even though it was, a, it was a strange experience that started back there with my earliest memory on my bed, that, that traced through my childhood years and into my teen years. I loved Jesus deeply, and I wanted his experience in my life. I knew my life was his, and I wanted to live for something bigger and better than what I could do on my own. And I knew that in some ways, I was never going to find that. 
in the church and with the people around me who told me this is how you should live. So in college, I started to read anything I could find. I would, if YouTube was there, I'd be watching all the YouTube videos. But they didn't exist back then, so I actually had to read, go figure. And I read as many books as I could find. I took every class I could find. I did everything I could find about the person of Jesus, the stories of Jesus, the historical Jesus, the, the, the Jesus that is alive in people today. And I talked with people about their experience with Jesus. And I longed for that. And I spent hours praying and hours. I was reading all the Gospels of Jesus several times in several different translations and then in several different languages trying to learn the original language. I wanted to pour myself in to learn all that I could and the more that I learned about Jesus, the more I realized it really had nothing to do about what I was to do and how I should live like it, that his love for me is unconditional. And if I can never be good enough to live up to it, that's based on his goodness in my life, then what should I do? Because I still felt frustrated. Well, I knew I wanted to give my life to Jesus. I wanted to live for something bigger than myself. And so I followed what I, I, I believe, and still to this day I believe, is what a calling on my life to become a pastor. Other things are like our what I call the this. was actually experienced when I started to travel to Europe. I started to go to other places. The first place I went to in Europe was Ireland. Experience when I started to travel to Europe. I started to go to other places. The first place I went to in Europe was Ireland. Who's here? When I started to travel to Europe, I started to go to other places. The first place I went to in Europe was Ireland. Who's here? Has ever started to travel to Europe? I started to go to other places. The first place I went to in Europe was Ireland. Who's here? Has ever been to Ireland? Travel to Europe. I started to go to other places. The first place I went to in Europe was Ireland. Who's here has ever been to Ireland? To Europe. I started to go to other places. The first place I went to in Europe was Ireland. Who's here has ever been to Ireland? Been to Europe. I started to go to other places. The first place I went to in Europe was Ireland. Who's here has ever been to Ireland? Been one of the I started to go to other places. The first place I went to in Europe was Ireland. Who's here has ever been to Ireland? Been one of the massive cathedrals in Dublin that you walk into this place and, and it's just huge. And then later I would end up going to Paris, into London, into Scotland, and into Germany, into other places, and all these places have these massive, massive cathedrals, humongous buildings that just take up whole city blocks that you can see there are several layers, they reach up almost to the heavens. Some places they've been building these for centuries. And yet I realized that in Europe, all they are is big buildings and no one goes. And as I became a pastor, and I started to work in churches, and I started to get up on a stage and to look out into a big building, and no one was there. I don't say no one. There always were people there, and the people there were the people there who built the church, who, who loved the church, and they fought for the church, and they hung on to the church, and they longed for the church, and they loved for people to join the church, but they only wanted people to join the church that would look like them and talk like them, and that reminded me so much of my childhood that I realized I needed to find a different way if we were going to fill these spaces. I remember very early in my, in my uh, pastoral life, I remember looking around and seeing all the empty spaces in the church, and my heart broke because I thought, man, I could put a but there, but there, but there, but there, but there. We can fill this place out. Think about how many people.
was in here. And then I found a movement that would do just that. I found a movement that would put people in the seats. And it was what was emerging at the time in the late 1990s, early 2000s, what was called the seeker movement. And basically it meant that if you were seeking God, if you were any kind of seeker, you were seeking anything, you could come to the church. And the church experience was supposed to be presented in a way that, that rivaled anything else that you would want to do on Sunday morning. If you want to sleep on Sunday morning, come to our church. We got good coffee. No more church coffee. Hallelujah. <laughs> I thank God for the secret movement that chased out church coffee. <laughs> They'd say, well, if, if you don't use it, come experience this online. But this is the way that we choose it. Like, I only shop for clothes at Target. And we say, I like to go for this church, but I only shop for clothes at Target. And we say, I like to go for this church, because they only shop for clothes at Target. And we say, I like to go for this church because they got good for clothes at Target. And we say, I like to go for this church because they got good music at Target. And we say, I like to go for this church because they got good music at Target. And we say, I like to go for this church because they got good music, but all. And we say, I like to go for this church because they got good music, but all of a sudden. And we say, I like to go for this church because they got good music. But all of a sudden, and we say, I like to go for this church because they got good music. But all of a sudden, I'm not. And we say, I like to go for this church because they got good music. But all of a sudden, I'm not being fed anymore. So I'm going to try out this church over here and see what they got for me. And I'm going to see what this church has got for me. I need something for my kids. I need something for the youth. I need something that's lively and exciting. I need something that's going to be in an old building. I need something that's going to sing hymns. Something that sings choruses. I'm going to see something that, that so people can dance with snakes. Let's do it. <laughs> we, 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 we found out that church became what we liked. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people that are in church because of that experience. But that experience alone produces the same amount of frustration that I felt early on. Early on that there might be people filling the seats. No one knows what to do beyond that. And after a while, the seat becomes uncomfortable. You look over and... The next church over, or the next town over has something. Ooh, now that's fun. Easter egg hunt. Let's try this out. Walk in. Let's try this out. And go to other places. And I realize that in the moment that both those approaches are pretty much doing the same thing. One is trying to protect yourself, and one is trying to cater to yourself. But both of them are focused on self. And the Jesus that I read about, the Jesus that I long for, didn't talk about self. He talked about giving away yourself. He talked about loving other people more than yourself. He talked about the expression of knowing God lived out in how you love other people. And then he went and died on the cross for you and for me and for all people, other people. And then he said, go and do the same. And I realized that I can't be looking to cater to myself and expect God to make 
something out of me. So there was a change of preaching style. People were like, man, I wish I was incredible. They're passionate. That is 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 incredible. They're passionate. And I love credible. They're passionate. And I love over the They're passionate. And I love over the next four. They're passionate. And I love over the next four weeks to show. They're passionate. And I love over the next four weeks to share that. They're passionate. And I'd love over the next four weeks to share that with you. I'd love to give you an opportunity now. Now, disclaimer, okay? It's not going to be easy. It might not be fun. You might not be ready for it. And take you giving everything over. Still want to do it? They're like, well, can, can we just hear it first? <laughs> and then we'll make a decision. Okay, let's hear it first. So, so I want to share with you uh, an important part of Scripture. I mean, we just saw it in the video. This is something that maybe you've heard of before. It's what's called, uh, sometimes in Christian circles, the Great Commission. Everyone ever heard that phrase before? And this, the Great Commission comes principally from a, the last chapter in one of the Gospels of Jesus Christ. Now, our Bible that we believe in um, as the Word of God is, uh, is broken up into two uh, sections, the Old Testament or Covenant and the New Testament and the New, and the new Covenant. Now, the New Covenant, the New Testament is all centered around the person of Jesus. And so the first four books of this New Testament are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they really focus in on the stories and the individuals written by these people that were close to Jesus, that wrote kind of the chronicles of Jesus, the stories of Jesus. We call them gospel, which means good news. So they're listing the good things that Jesus had done, and they wrote this to tell the stories later on about what Jesus did in their lives and the importance that they have in spilling that energy out to other people. Now, one of the first particular individuals is this guy by the name of Matthew. It's the first book in our New Testament. And he writes these stories of Jesus. And, and as he ends his story, at the end of his book, now, you might have heard of that story before, the occurrences where Jesus disciples to put his hands in Christ. He doesn't walk through walls like one time he does. He just says, I'm going to be here. Me. Walk through walls like one time he does. He just says, I'm going to be here. Meet me. Walls like one time he does. He just says, I'm going to be here. Meet me here. One time he does. He just says, I'm going to be here. Meet me here. One time he does. 
He just says, I'm going to be here. Meet me here. He just says, I'm going to be here. Meet me here. He just says, I'm going to be here. Meet me here. He just says, I'm going to be here. Meet me here. And that's important. He just says, I'm going to be here. Meet me here. And that's important. He just says, I'm going to be here. Meet me here. And that's important. He says, I'm going to be here. Meet me here. And that's important. Because I'm going to be here. Meet me here. And that's important. Because it'll be here. Meet me here. And that's important. Because in that here, meet me here. And that's important. Because in that time, he's inviting the people that would carry on the message, not carry on the church, not carry on the, the programs, not carry on the, the, the Bible, but carry on his message. He's going to give them the last words before he rises up into heaven. So he says, hey guys, show up here. This is Matthew chapter 28. This is what it says. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee. Why are there only 11? Well, read back because one of them kind of skipped out. <laughs> to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, these words. Now these words you might have heard before. If not, if it's new to you, great. But I want to impress to you is the importance of these words. And, and, and the way that I have spent years and reading every book I could possibly find on these words. This is so, so key. Again, not going to be easy. Might require you to give up everything, but it will produce in you passion and excitement unlike you've ever seen. You ready to see what Jesus says? This is what he says. He says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Now, these were Jews, these were kind of former Jews, so to speak, but what he's saying to this is, All the heaven, all the power has been given to me. I am the same as God. Now, that talk got him killed. That talk would actually get all the 11 save one killed. Because that was, if you, this is brand new. Salvation, baptizing in the name of And some of you have heard this, but it's a little more for you. Basically, and then say three qualifiers. Oh. They're still awake, I love it. And then say three qualifiers. Oh. Okay, you guys are awake, I love it. And then say three qualifiers. Oh. Okay, you guys are on it, right? And then say three qualifiers. Okay, you guys are on it. All right, here we go. And then say three qualifiers. Okay, you guys are on it. All right, here we go. So I'm and then say three qualifiers. Okay, you guys are on it. All right, here we go. So I'm going to listen to you. And then say three qualifiers. Okay, you guys are on it. All right, here we go. So I'm going to listen to two commands. Say three qualifiers. Okay, you guys are on it. All right, here we go. So I'm going to listen to two commands. Three qualifiers. Okay, you guys are on it. All right, here we go. So I'm going to listen to two commands first. And only qualifiers. Okay, you guys are on it. All right, here we go. So I'm going to listen to two commands first. And over the next qualifiers. Okay, you guys are on it. All right, here we go. So I'm going to listen to two commands first. And over the next qualifiers. Okay, you guys are on it. All right, here we go. So I'm going to listen.
that you command first. And over the next three weeks, okay, you guys are on it. All right, here we go. So I'm going to list the two commands first. And over the next three weeks, after okay, you guys are on it. All right, here we go. So I'm going to list the two commands first. And over the next three weeks, after this week, four weeks total, we'll unpack these. Okay, so here's the two main commands. The first command is to make disciples. And the second command is worded really, really strange. And we'll talk about this the final week of, of our series. But it says this, surely I'm with you always. And it doesn't really sound like a command. It sounds more like a promise. And that'll be confusing, but I'll answer all your questions at the last week of the series. Okay, deal? Just agree to be confused. Okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about making disciples because this is the process. This is what we're talking about. If you look back here on, on our wall back here. It says make disciples. This is the part about being made into something and making yourself into, imparting in, in that to someone else. Okay? Th this is what it's all about. And you might say, well, what does that sound like? Because that sounds a lot like Sunday school. No, 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 not Sunday school. Get Sunday school out of your brain. That sounds a lot like a class. Chain. Oh, you should hear about this great class that I'm taking. It is so awesome. And then Francis Chan does a great job. And blah, 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 blah. It, you, no. Okay? Get the classes out of your brain. Okay? Classes can help. Oh, it's about prayer. You say, okay, okay, Shane, I got some great, great ways that you can pray. Prayer has changed my life. It's going to be great, 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 awesome. Okay? But it's not just prayer. You might say, okay, Shane, it's all about evangelism. It's all about street corner evangelism, or back corner evangelism, or side corner evangelism, or whatever kind of corner. I don't know why all evangelism happens on corners, but I guess that's what it does. And, uh, no, 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 no. It's, okay. it's more than that. Okay? It's more than that. Discipleship is handing over yourself over what you know really overly simple. Therefore, go. Unique, where it talks about this experience, but it's also a participle. I know I just lost half of you, because you're like, this is Sunday in dumb direction, but it's also a participle. I know I just lost half of you, because you're like, this is Sunday in dumb direction, but it's also a participle. I know I just lost half of you, because you're like, this is Sunday in dumb direction, talk about It's also a participle. I know I just lost half of you, because you're like, this is Sunday in dumb direction, talk about school. A participle. I know I just lost half of you, because you're like, this is Sunday in dumb direction, talk about school. Simple. I know I just lost half of you. It's <laughs> Sunday and don't dare to talk about school. I know I just lost half of you. It's <laughs> Sunday and don't dare to talk about school. I just lost half of you. It's <laughs> Sunday and don't dare to talk about school. I lost half of you. It's <laughs> Sunday and don't dare to talk about school. A part of some of you. It's <laughs> Sunday and don't dare to talk about school. A participle is Sunday and don't dare to talk about school. A participle is a Sunday and don't dare to talk about school. A participle is a Sunday and don't dare to talk about school. A participle is a continuing Sunday and don't dare to talk about school. A participle is a continuing action don't dare to talk about school. A participle, this is a continuing action participle. It means it doesn't end. It moves on all the time. You're constantly going. If I was to retranslate this, it would be to go as you are going. To move as you are going. To go as you are moving. 
In other words, if we're going to go, go implies action. Go implies movement. You can't sit and go. You can't hold back and go. You have to move. Now, now, if you read the teachings of Jesus, if you read the stories of Jesus, there's one particular action that he would tell you, listen, if you're going to do anything, you've got to master this action. If you're going to do anything, like say you don't know what to do, let's say, how many people have ever said, you know, Jesus, uh, I love you, but I just don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do next. You ever been there? Okay, let me tell you. Here's this. I'll solve that question for you forever, all right? Jesus has said that if you're going to master any action, that action is love. That's the action. Love. And not just, like, send Valentine cards. That's not the kind of love he's talking about. In fact, the love actually means love the way he loved. Giving of himself for others. So, if you want to kickstart, here's the next point. It's just not a destination. It's not the purpose. Being purposefully, you name it. And, um, uh, I'm going to go and I'll do that. Before you move, let me give love to disciple. And um, uh, I'm going to go and I'll do that. Before you move, let me give you the last disciple. And um, uh, I'm going to go and I'll do that. Before you move, let me give you the last disciple. And um, uh, I'm going to go and I'll do that. Before you move, let me give you the last disclaimer. And um, uh, I'm going to go and I'll do that. Before you move, let me give you the last disclaimer. Okay. And, um, uh, I'm going to go and undo that. Before you move, let me give you the last disclaimer. Okay, I want uh, I'm going to go and undo that. Before you move, let me give you the last disclaimer. Okay, I want going. Uh, I'm going to go and undo that. Before you move, let me give you the last disclaimer. Okay, I want going means I'm going to go and undo that. Before you move, let me give you the last disclaimer. Okay, I want going means going. Go and undo that. Before you move, let me give you the last disclaimer. Okay, I want going means going. Don't do that. Before you move, let me give you the last disclaimer. Okay, I want going means going. Doesn't mean before you move, let me give you the last disclaimer. Okay, I want going means going. Doesn't mean before you move, let me give you the last disclaimer. Okay, I want going means going. Doesn't mean go move. Let me give you the last disclaimer. Okay, I want going means going. Doesn't mean go <coughs> Let me give you the last disclaimer. Okay, I want going means going. Doesn't mean go <coughs> do the last disclaimer. Okay, I want going means going. Doesn't mean go <coughs> different than you are currently. There's a reason you are at where you're at. And Jesus wants you to do what you need to do where you are at presently. I used to think that when it said going, going, I had to go to Africa. I had to go on a missions trip. That was the only place I could go if I wanted to live out the, the Great Commission. And it doesn't mean that at all. As you are going about your life, make disciples. So in other words, the the action is love. The purpose is a person. And the and the the, the not going anywhere currently, currently helps you define who the person is. You already know who this person is. You've already met them. They're already in your life. They're already there. Now it's time for you to name it. 
Now it's time for you to, to grab a hold of it. And to intentionally go after it. But to find that individual is key. In fact, as the band comes up, that's what I'm going to ask you to do today. Simply, I'm not asking you to make a disciple today. I'm not asking you to do anything else. They'll come back next week to kind of get the better sense of, of how it all plays out and what, what it actually means to disciple and how you do that and the practical ways that you are aiming towards and the teachings of Jesus that you want to portray in their lives. All of that we'll talk about the next couple of weeks. All of this, they're already bringing your life the church to decide to you. I'll, I'll give you all the stuff you need. Your kids, identify your kids and disciple. You say, let's share with having kids. We have grandkids, kids, and disciples. We say, let's share having kids. We have grandkids, kids, and disciples. We say, let's share having kids. We have grandkids, and disciples. We say, let's share having kids. We have grandkids, and we say, let's share having kids. We have grandkids, let's share having kids. We are grandkids. We are having kids. We are grandkids. And how are kids? We are grandkids. And how how are you? We are grandkids. And how how are your kids? We are grandkids. And how how are your kids? We are grandkids. And how how are your kids discipling? We are grandkids. And how how are your kids discipling your grandkids? And how how are your kids discipling your grandkids? And how how are your kids discipling your grandkids? And how how are your kids? Discipling your grandkids. And how how are your kids discipling your grandkids? And how how are your kids discipling your grandkids? Maybe you need to step in there. You got a coworker? Got a neighbor? Got a best friend? We say, well, Shane, they don't go to church. Okay, I don't remember in that lesson Jesus said, go and get them to go to church. He just said, go and make disciples. Can you love them? Can you show them the love of Jesus with you that kind of, kind of like Jesus loved the skin on, so to speak? So tangible they can feel? You can do that. You can, you can begin that way. I'll, fill it up, I'll give you all the ways you need to live it out the next couple of weeks. What I'm asking today is that you walk out of this place identifying at least one individual. One person. God, this is the person you brought in my life to disciple. This is the person that you brought into my life to, to help that I might bring them along. And guys, let me tell you, as you do this, as you enter into this, you will find so much. It will require 
parents, if you want this. If you want to write it down, you can say, Kurt Sermon, at least one individual. Father, I ask that you reveal to them, as only your hope, think of anything right now. The person that's hitting me, I can't even think of a day. Father, I ask that you reveal to them, as only your Holy Spirit, think right now. The person that's hitting me, I can't even think of a day. Father, I ask that you reveal to them, as only your Holy Spirit can. Now, the person that's hitting me, I can't even think of a day. Father, I ask that you reveal to them, as only your Holy Spirit can. The person that's hitting me, I can't even think of a day. Father, I ask that you reveal to them, as only your Holy Spirit can. The specific. I can't even think of a day, Father, I ask that you reveal to them as only your Holy Spirit can. The specific person, think of a day, Father, I ask that you reveal to them as only your Holy Spirit can. The specific person, the day of day, Father, I ask that you reveal to them as only your Holy Spirit can. The specific person, the day already, Father, I ask that you reveal to them as only your Holy Spirit can. The specific person, the day already know, I ask that you reveal to them as only your Holy Spirit can. The specific person. Person that they already know, they all reveal to them as only your Holy Spirit can. The specific person that they already know, they already have revealed to them as only your Holy Spirit can. The specific person that they already know, they already have a relationship with them as only your Holy Spirit can. The specific person that they already know, they already have a relationship with as only your Holy Spirit can. The specific person that they already know, they already have a relationship with. As only your Holy Spirit can, the specific person that they already know, they already have a relationship with. Your Holy Spirit can, the specific person that they already know, they already have a relationship with. The Spirit can, the specific person that they already know, they already have a relationship with. The connect with him, the specific person that they already know, they already have a relationship with. To connect with him, and to let your Spirit move in their life. That they might make a disciple. Father, come and give us the courage, make us brave. In Jesus' name.
two, and you can say to that person, would you help me with this thing? And he's been drawing you two, and you can say to that person, would you help me with this thing? And he's been drawing you two, and you can say to that person, would you help me with this thing? As we are going, you two, and you can say to that person, would you help me with this thing? As we are going, and you can say to that person, would you help me with this thing? As we are going, you can say to that person, would you help me with this thing? As we are going, that person, would you help me with this thing? As we are going, would you help me with this thing? As we are going, you help me with this thing. As we are going, Becoming for this thing. As we are going, becoming followers of thing. As we are going, becoming followers of Jesus. As we are going, becoming followers of Jesus. As we are going, becoming followers of Jesus. As we are going, becoming Becoming followers of Jesus as we're going. As we are going. Becoming followers of Jesus as we're going. As we are going. Becoming followers of Jesus as we're going. As we are going. Becoming followers of Jesus as we're going. Making followers. Are going. Becoming followers of Jesus as we're going. Making followers. Going. Becoming followers of Jesus as we're going. Making followers of Jesus. God bless you. Have a good week as we follow <coughs> Jesus in these areas he's going to take us into. Some are, some are very pleasant and others are quite difficult. And we follow Jesus there because he goes with us. God bless you. See you next time.